Hi everyone and welcome to the Positive Vet Nurse podcast channel. I hope that you're all doing very well and today we've got a very exciting episode because it's the first time on the channel that I've got a guest speaker. Um, So today we have Angela who is an absolute babe who I have worked with at Vets Now. Um, And yeah, we're going to be talking about struggles in the veteran profession today. Um, So I did a QA and a on my page and we're going to be going through some of those questions as well and answering them for you today together. So, Angela, do you want to take it away? Yeah, that's great. Uh, hi, I'm Angela. Um, right, so I have been in the UK for 10 years. I'm from a place called Rochester, New York. People always think New York City, uh, it's sort of more countryside, I would say, where I grew up, sort of between the Great Lakes and the Finger Lakes of New York. Quite lovely. So mm-hmm. I did my degree my vet degree in London at RVC. When you do the vet course, or you want to be a vet, should I say, in America, you, you pretty much have to do two degrees. You have a lot of prerequisites, they're called, before you apply for vet school. By the time you finish those prerequisites, you've pretty much got your, your degree in just sort of biology. So I did my first degree in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, when I was applying for vet schools, you get like this list of schools you can apply for. And mm. RVC was on that list. And I was like, oh, London, that sounds fun. And it sort of, there's, there's a sort of side story to that, which is a long story about there's a British pub in Rochester and they get students from Sheffield Hallam to come over for a year. What's it called? The Old Toad. <laughs> so I had gone there as a, you know, a youngster, should we say. And I made friends with these these British people, you know, and so it just made it seem like not so foreign, I guess, for, for this American to go to Europe, right? Like to go to the UK for four years. It didn't seem so odd. Mm. And it's funny because my dad was like, oh, well, they speak the same language. I was like, mm, do they? Anyway, that's again a whole nother story. Anyway, came to London, did RVC for four years, qualified in 2015. Then sort of towards the end of vet school, I thought I would do mixed practice. So I worked at Fenwald Vets in Skegness, Mablethorpe and Spilsby for six years. And then last summer I started at Vets Now. Uh, my old place did, we did our own out of hours and I really, really loved working in ER and, you know, you just never knew what was going to ring on the phone. And I just found that quite exciting. And I think, you know, being a GP is cool. You know, you have those client relationships. Mm-hmm. I really loved that. Uh, I really loved the excitement of, of ER. And yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm working for Vets Now and having a good time that's absolutely awesome wow yeah because i guess it it would be quite hard for you to come over from overseas to do something over here you're coming by yourself you know and it's, yeah it takes i think it takes quite a, a strong person mm. or or a person with a lot of like mm. se- maybe self-confidence i didn't maybe at the time didn't feel as self-confident but I'm, i surely would have been to pack up my bags and, and move across mm. an ocean i mean must have been a hard cow. move yeah difficult yeah. decision but worth it i've had a great time and then oh. yeah i got a job I'm sure my family isn't super happy about it but you know <laughs> we're over here we're having a good time and how was london <laughs> expensive mm-hmm, <laughs> but uh really fun I love London I do (laughs) I'm hoping to go back soon actually so yeah good um, place but yeah one of the things we're going to talk about on the channel today is um sort of dating struggles in the profession because I don't know anyone that really talks about this do you like I mean I suppose I'm like the noisy American I talk I talk to everybody (laughs) about loads of stuff like the nurses have to pull me back from just chin wagging to clients sometimes (laughs) like I'll talk to anybody um and we do. Mm. I think sometimes I maybe start it because, mm. I don't know, I'm an open book, I guess, and quite I chatty, good, 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 good or bad, I don't know, I'm pretty chatty. Um, and, and I like to get to know people, right? So if you're working a 15-hour shift, we mm. work 15-hour shifts at Vets now, and sometimes you have a locum, and like, say the first time I met you, Woo! I was like, look <laughs> at this, you know, I've never met her before, this, this girl, I don't know her life, and she doesn't know my life, mm. so let's start talking. And I think that's how... I love that. Yeah. I personally get into the conversation of... You know, I, I suppose you sort of look for people's rings or something. I, just because I'm curious. I'm genuinely just a really curious person. I'm not trying to be nosy. I'm just really, really curious about people's lives and yeah. where they've come from. No, I think it's important when you're on a shift that you need to get to know who you're working mm. with. Um, 
You have to trust each other, don't you? It's just good for rapport, really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I often get told I'm talking too much. <laughs> Same. Um, and then I have to kind of pull it back once I start getting a bit inappropriate and hip thrusting um, at people. So. Talking about poo and all sorts. Oh, yes. <laughs> totally normal. Well, I don't night shifts, we have to talk about it, don't we? <laughs> Something you have to talk about on night shifts. You have to get sweet. to know, know. everyone's um, regimes. Yeah. Toileting yeah. regimes. And that's all we can say about that, I oh, suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about dating today. Um, like I said, not a lot of people talk about it, and I just think it's time for us to have a bit of a chat. Because mm. um, I know that you struggle sometimes with your your dating, and mm. have done in the past for different reasons. So I thought we could get started on that. What mm. do you think? Yeah, well, I think just generally something I thought about when you asked me about this was I think there's two two sort of portions to that. So I'm 32, um, I'm and I'm a woman, right? So there's mm. a lot of I don't know societal pressures and I really struggle to just tell myself like I just have to go at my own pace right like so I think there's two sides to this one is dating as an and an, I don't know somebody in their 30s right like it's a lot different to your 20s mm. I think um when you're dating in your 30s you're you dating other people in your 30s well, yeah and and people yeah. have I hate this word but it is true in terms of baggage so baggage <laughs> doesn't have to be a bad word people always think bad baggage is a bad word baggage makes you a better person and baggage makes mm. you grow well it should do so when you're when you're dating in your mm. 30s no matter what your profession it can be tough I think mm. you know because you've been through a lot and also that person's been through a lot so you want to maybe try to understand each other because if you can understand where each other mm. have been through you can then work together you know, as a couple, if you want to be a couple, then mm. the other side of thing is, is dating as a vet. And I think the main mm. thing that I thought about when you said, you know, dating in the veterinary profession is, I suppose people have these ideas of, of what a vet is. Mm. And mm. these conversations come up, don't they? When you're on a date and I think, oh, you know, the main thing I get is like, oh, I, I couldn't be a vet, couldn't put animals to sleep. And, you know, and that's a whole other story. The morbid stuff yeah. first. Yeah, I'm like, well, mm. you know, I do some saving as well. I don't just It's like we're a different race things. of human, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, like... I'm just a killer. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I really try to save things. And if they're suffering, that's it. Mm. Um, mm. And the other thing is I think people just think vets are freaking loaded. And... I have had... There's a big misconception with that. Mm. And nurses as well. And it's yeah. like, oh, girl. I mean, I've, I've worked really hard. And I, I'm sure every profession, people have their ideas about what this professional person is yeah. is like and doing. So I'm, mm. I'm sure it's not just vets. But that's been my experience. So I find that men sometimes make comments about that, which maybe I'm like not really mm. like happy to hear those comments. Mm. Maybe I'm a bit offended sometimes. Not not often, I think. I'm not, I guess I'm not it's what you expect often, but... now. You just want someone not yeah. to kind of bring certain things up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you, you want to talk you, about your life yeah, as well. Yeah, you want them to acknowledge that you are a professional in what you do, professional with animals, but you yeah. don't want them bringing up a lot of things. Yeah. You know, the money yeah. thing. Oh, uh, yes. Because then you have to go through this explaining. I mean. Actually, the hard truth is... You know, that you don't make as much as what, you know, they people think, think you yeah. do. And yeah. they all think you've got big these big cars and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. it's not always yeah. the case unless you're into that. But <laughs> I think a third side to it as well mm-hmm. is is being, you know, I hate this word, but being a foreigner. I, that, that word goes through <laughs> me when other people say it. <laughs> like, I'm a foreigner. I hate that. Um, you know people immediately pick up on my accent people immediately Mm. pick on say on my dating profile they can see I'm not from England right so Mm. people make assumptions about that I had some real prick the other day and this it really upset me because it upset Mm. me because it it shocked me that people can be so mean to people they don't even know oh I only just I was talking to this guy for a couple days and I only just said to him gosh you have really nice teeth like I just think that's so attractive I, I always look I said, at people's teeth. Right? Always. I think I just said mm. something like, gosh, I can't tell you like how long it's been since I've dated someone with such nice teeth. And joke or not, I mean, it was true, right? Like, I lived in Skegness for six years, okay? Like, <laughs> I just, you know, whatever. We'll finish with that. <laughs> so it was meant to be a compliment. And may- maybe part of me was trying to make a joke, but don't people love to laugh? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he yeah. took it. Oh my gosh, he took it the wrong way. Really? Like, to the extreme. He started calling me all these horrible names that people assume are Americans, I guess because I said all Brits. He thinks I said all Brits have horrible teeth. 
I started reading these messages and I could feel my heart rate go up (gasps) and just started to like tremble with just like shock of what this person was typing to me. He was calling me unintelligent, uneducated, unfunny. I'm hilarious, okay? You're hilarious. (laughs) He just started to say these horrible things. And then, oh, and he called me a teenage girl. And then he was like, oh, well, obviously there's been some sort of miscommunication. So should we just discuss this when we meet up? And I was like, I don't think, yeah, right. Do I want to meet up with you, mate? Like, I am not going on a date. And I was like, I think I'll, uh, I'll kindly decline. You're just saying he's got nice teeth. Christ. I know. So, so this thing that I sort of joke about with. Um, some of my friends that are maybe dating or not is the is the fragile male ego. But anyway, that's a whole nother story oh, as well. Oh so yeah, you I could think, do your own podcast channel for oh, that. Oh god, you <laughs> could. So I think this is this. These are the issues that we're thinking about when we think about this. We're we're thinking about dating mm. as an adult, and we have exes. We we have been through hurtful things, and we're all yeah. trying to learn and grow from those things. Then it's dating mm. as a vet in terms of you know, especially events now, we work these weird hours. I work a lot of yeah, weekends. Yeah. And then and the and long then again... shifts as well. And like there's been times when I've come off a night shift and mm-hmm. Phil's gone to work straight away more or less. So yeah. it's a lot of clashing. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a lot of hard work to do because you're not always going to get someone who does nights like you or does yeah. the same shift pattern as you. So it's really difficult. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. It must be really difficult. Yeah. Well, you know, something has come up lately with someone I was I was sort of seeing where you know he's got a he's got a kid and again this is dating in your 30s a lot of people have I don't have children you know it hasn't happened yet for me and you can find that people are single with children yeah and and that's not the problem you know I I love kids I think that's just so wonderful like Mm. a man hugging his kid is like who just that is so Mm. cute you know like so sweet you get your ovaries going whatever um but the problem (laughs) is he has the kid right like he'll have his son Mm. every now and again and I'm on shift when he's free or something so it's it's hard when Mm. you're trying to figure out when you're going to go out when you're working the shift pattern I suppose and then somebody else has a job or a kid or a family Mm. or you know everybody has issues or or stops to trying to find when are we going to meet up yeah I can imagine that's really difficult, mm. like rotors and working around that. No. Oh, yeah, you. anyway, I think, yeah, let's do some, we've got some questions, Should, haven't we? Should we do some questions? Ooh. Sure. Lovely. <laughs> so, these are all anonymous because, you know, not, not a lot of people want their names mentioning. Um, so, this one person said, I'm struggling to find a work-life balance whilst working in ECC. Now, I think you're probably the best to answer this one. Well... It's interesting because I actually feel kind of the opposite. I have such a much better work-life balance mm. working in working for vets now. I suppose in some ways, obviously, we've just talked about how it's hindering my dating life, which yeah. is fine. But when I, I don't know if this person has come straight into ECC or was in G, GP practice before. I found that when mm. I was in GP practice, when I was working Monday to Friday, and I think I did like every two or three Saturdays, mm. I couldn't even get a doctor's appointment. I couldn't get a dentist's appointment. Like, it was I hard for me. I that in a permanent job, yeah. yeah. Five days a week, you can't get your appointments in. and You'd have to take a day off work to when go When you've got doctors. a chronic illness, it doesn't, it doesn't really work yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, so, completely get that. I suppose mm-hmm. maybe, you know, when you're working long shifts, you have to then sleep, you know, on your day off. But I... I set an alarm for myself, so if I work two, Mm. I don't usually work more than two night shifts in a row, so then that next morning, I will go to bed at 10, and then I will wake up at like 2 or 2.30, and then I'm Mm. rest, I can have a better night's sleep the next night, so then I try to get back into the pattern. I think this person might also mean some of these jobs, I don't want to name names, obviously, Um, there are some, so, so vets now... You, like I say, you don't really work more than two, maybe three nights in a row. There are some places out there where you do seven nights in a row and then you have two oh, weeks off. Yeah. So it takes like a week to get back into your life. I think they would be absolute killer. I, I don't yeah, know. I can I do, do I can do one a time. Yeah, two and that's like enough. enough for me. Yeah. yeah, I just don't do well on nights. That is yeah. just me. Yeah. Like before when we've been on, I'm like, I'm dying, Angela. You're like, mm. you're not dying. I'm like, look at my belly. It's bloated. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I can imagine that. Yeah, it depends, I guess, because I find, you know, being a locum and working ECC as well, that I, I think I've got quite a good work life balance. Yeah. I mean, I have at the moment. Um, but 
Yeah. If you're not happy with your shifts, mm-hmm. speak to your line manager. You know, I'm not super keen on the fact that I work two out of four mm-hmm. weekends and then I work a Friday, so then I'm sleeping on Saturday. So I'm almost working three out of four weekends. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I'm saying with that. But, you know, you know, if you have a problem, mm-hmm. you need to speak to your line manager. Don't just suffer in silence. You know, we yeah, need to, so we need to be communicating. Sorted. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't ask, don't ask, you don't get. I don't. Yeah. That's always been yeah. my saying. Yeah. We're you not know, mind. Nobody's a mind reader. No. Yeah, exactly. Next question is, how can I best switch off from work without feeling guilty? Now, I have been, um, I've been this sort of person before where if I get home from work and I'm not doing something that is work related, um, I will feel like I've let myself down. I'll Mm. feel like an absolute failure with stuff. And that's been something that I've been trying to get out for a long time and I've only just started doing it and that's more because I've become a locum I think and I'm just trying to be more confident in myself so I think having that less pressure on yourself you know you can do your job and just you know go and do your job come home you are allowed to just do that um you don't need to be looking in your textbooks as soon as you get home oh god no <laughs> um I mean I'm doing my ECC certificate so I kind of have to do stuff but I kind of manage manage it really well um and I don't really feel that guilty anymore because I've got that um I feel like I'm doing enough really and and with all the blog stuff and everything so um yeah I guess I just know that I need to have a good sleep Mm. because I'm gonna be angry with the world if I don't get a night's sleep Mm. so I guess I'm just Mm. confident in the fact that I know mm. I need to have this good sleep. And then I have other things in my life. I'm, like, really into gardening. Um, really? I have cats. So, oh. you know, it, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something different mm. in my mm. brain. I don't... I used to feel guilty when I first started, right? So I'm, I've been nearly... I've been qualified nearly seven years. So maybe it just takes... I think maybe it just takes time. I think but so, yeah. I will say there are some times where I get home and I think, oh, shit. I forgot about those bloods that I did or you know some, something oh. maybe silly like like oh I've always forgot something. or like I forgot to write <laughs> this little thing in the notes or like oh, I gave buprenorphine I forgot to charge for it like silly mm. things I feel and, I'm, mm. and my, I can again I can feel my heart rate going up like I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble for that but mm. you can go back and, and add things maybe not to the vets now clients that are sort of in and out but yeah. um, like your inpatients you can go back and add things or if you really have something like I'll email mm. like my line manager or um, yeah I don't know if maybe even feeling guilty maybe about like putting animals to sleep maybe maybe yeah I don't I don't I don't feel I don't feel guilty and not not in a selfish way but just you know if an animal is really suffering like I feel good I feel good helping them pass mm. in a peaceful mm. way like euthanasia is so I would say 99% of the time it's so nice and so smooth mm. you know and you're helping that animal. I'm glad that like, we can actually do are, that yeah animals yeah. are suffering and you can't sometimes I just can't wait to put an animal to sleep you know a dog's been hit by a car and it's just yeah you know it's I, time yeah. I, so I I don't it's feel difficult. guilty anymore because yeah. I've talked to myself about the fact that I'm helping them it's but I probably did switch when I off from started. that isn't it yeah I, I found that was one of the things that I struggled to switch off from was yeah you know, coming home from having so many pizzas. Yeah, oh, and that is a thing in um, ER. I mean, my, my record is yeah. nine in a day, so, oh, in a shift. Wow. And, you know, Straining. sometimes you do come home and cry or you have a freaking massive gin and tonic. Like, don't feel bad. Like, <laughs> self-care is so important and, and working through, like, I think that's those emotions. What, like, don't become yeah. an alcoholic, but, like, having a nice gin and tonic, just the mm. feel of, like, a, the ice clinging in the glass in yes. my hand, like... It's oh. just so nice, and I watch You've so got much to crap do TV. Self care, haven't you? Yeah. Like I think, you know, to summarize that question nicely, mm-hmm. um, summarized, conclude it, <laughs> whatever word you want to use there, babes. Um, I think definitely self care. Find a hobby that you really like. Yep. To and switch that, off. That can be your switch off. Yep. So I think it's finding, finding that, isn't it? Um, mine's the gym. When I go to the gym. I don't think about work really. Mm. It's just I'm in my zone. I'm in yeah. my little yeah. happy place. Yeah, yeah. And watch sh- lots of shit TV. Yeah, watch Made in Chelsea. Watch Love Is Blind. Watch oh, all gosh. the shit TV. Shit's are Creek. You, are you one of them? Oh, obsessed. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> Next one. Oh, is imposter syndrome is a struggle. So, 
I don't know. I think I had a brief spell of sort of imposter oh, syndrome. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably call it more for myself as just self-doubt yeah. than anything. Yeah. But what about you? How do you feel about it? I definitely felt this in the beginning when I first qualified, like, my place. We had mm. me and my boss were consulting in neighbouring consult rooms. So he'd come mm. out and he'd call a dog. Mm. And he's, like, in his 50s. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, and I just thought he was so amazing. Then here I am, like, five months qualified or whatever. Mm. And I'm charging the same amount. And I just felt like... Why am I charging £32 a consult or whatever mm. when he's charging £32 a consult? And half the time, I'm going to him to ask him that's if what I'm doing is right. Actually, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what I felt I've never like really in the thought beginning. about it in that way. Yeah, or even like with vets now, you know, we charge a heck of a lot of money to see clients out of hours. Like, mm. But, okay, so I spoke about this to a vet friend of mine who was a few years qualified ahead of me, and she said, no, 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 you need to, you know, just remember to tell yourself you have worked so hard to be a vet you've passed all the tests you've written all the notes you've taken all the Mm, classes mm. you've done the um placements you know you know what you're doing like yeah we need a bit of help sometimes if we're not 100% sure and you maybe Mm. speak to another vet just to say is that right do you would you do similar yeah okay cool but like you've worked hard for this you know like be confident and you know they've given you those letters after your name and Yes. You know, you've des- you have you deserve that. And, and then, that, I don't know, the, just when she said that to me, I just thought, yeah, you're right. Like, I've worked really hard. I deserve mm. to charge, like, 30 There's a lot of people who struggle with it, don't they, really? Um, I think when I got it, it was when I was charging for weight clinics. And then I mm. thought, what, what what am I charging for? Like, you don't normally charge no, nurse clinics, no. really. Um, I mean, they weren't very expensive. But then I did think about the times that I've gone home and I've actually thought about their plans in more detail and I've structured things and researched things and then I've gone the next day to see the client and you know you have to then think I have actually done the work outside of this yeah yeah so that could be a service as such so yeah and I think just like like doing a full exam I suppose with COVID it's hard because people aren't seeing you but if Mm. you know put your stethoscope on every single dog even if it's come in for a split claw although I will admit I didn't do that today when I saw a split two claw but you know like do a full exam when you're doing those Mm. big Mm. you know out of hours fees like do a minimum database like look in its ears listen to its heart look at all of its teeth like feel its abdomen you know do a skin tent do its temperature check its anal glands Mm. i do so many anal glands out of hours it's not even funny oh we've had a few haven't we and so many (laughs) neither anal glands do an out of hours amazing like it's that itchy butt syndrome (laughs) not imposter syndrome itchy butt (laughs) yeah oh so what would you say to this person that is struggling then what would what would be i suppose like what, what i'm saying which is you know you've worked hard you have those just letters after name, it. and just just remember what you've done and how mm. hard you've worked, and you know when how excited you felt when you passed that test or when you yeah. passed that exam or you know whatever word you want to use. And look at uni photos, look at yeah, like, graduation. You know, photos. and how many people yeah. have said to you because people have said it to me like, oh, I always wanted to be a vet, but I just didn't think I could do the uni work. God, you hear be- a lot of it. You've done it, like you've mm. done it, and you're here now. That's, I mean, that's it. You've done it. You deserve, people deserve to pay for your time. Yeah, Yeah. people need to pay for your time. And, you know, you're dispensing medicine that they can't buy. They can only get those medicines from you. Mm. And you're dispensing them. That is part of your qualification. So, Mm. you know, you go girl or boy. Yeah, I mean, another (laughs) thing, if people are really struggling with it, there are things online that you can go to for specifically imposter syndrome, like um, Vet Empowered, um, my lovely friend Katie Ford, um she knows all about imposter syndrome and she can really help people that are feeling um like they're really trapped with it and really lost with it um so you know sometimes i think it's worth just spending that little bit of money just to try and get your head right again um whether that's therapy anything like that just coaching in general i think that that's worth it if that will make you feel better mm. uh, but it's a diff- it's a difficult concept really um to deal with but mm. Yeah, so the next one is from um, a lovely locum that I know very, very well, who said that they struggle to work in a practice with low standards. So this um, Mm. locum friend of mine, they've gone to a practice to do some locuming work and they found that the practice is an absolute mess and the standards are low. I went to one not very long ago, which was, I was mortified by how it was. So, like, how do you 
deal with that in a way I mean mm. I just didn't go back that was how I dealt with yeah. it I just didn't go back I kind of raised the point that I wasn't happy but where do you draw the line of when you have to report it oh god I, I feel like I'm maybe not the person to answer this sort of question because like Fenwald was an amazing place to work I just loved it so much and I I miss it sometimes and, and Vets Now as well is is such high mm. standard mm. you know I feel like maybe I don't really know what to say, but yeah. if, if I, it's hard as well, because if you have a problem and you want to go to somebody higher up, sometimes they make you feel like you're in the wrong. So that would be really hard. Or that it? you're feeling, feeling like you're being a bit picky, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kept thinking that and then it's not, it's just that I've gone so many lovely new practices. Yeah. That... I think just get a new job. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I, I think, it's yeah. Um, I was actually a friend of mine runs a podcast, and she was just talking about mm. um, people in leadership, and sometimes there are people in leadership that are there for the power, and people sometimes oh. people in leadership are there for the power again, the oh, fragile right. male ego because a lot of practice owners are are male. Oh, I have found that. I don't yes. want men to start hating on me from saying all these bad things. Uh, no, it's it's just mm-hmm. it's just one of these things I think sometimes people in I mean, you can raise power... it, can't you? I guess you can raise your concerns, but yeah. if it's a place, like you said, where that the leaders are only worse. there to be powerful yeah. in their eyes... Then... You might just have to get out. Yeah, and you might not be able to change yeah. that view. Yeah, um, I think, I suppose, if you're in a contract or something, you sort of... Mm. You almost maybe just have to keep your head down, and when you have an animal in front of you, just treat mm. that animal as best as you can like don't worry about say yeah. you're working with another vet and you're like mm. well I don't this has happened to me before I will say where I was mm. working with another vet mm. and I just was like I don't I don't know if I really agree with what they've just done there but oh, it's difficult isn't it yeah you, you, when you say something you, you know? can't because yeah. you almost can't because you're on the same level or or maybe mm. you can find a way of saying mm. something like you know I was quite surprised that you gave that injection instead of that injection because I think I would have done the second injection so I'm just curious from your experience you could, how would yeah, you, you know you there's could, a way of maybe saying you things could in ask in that way yeah like all oh, just out of curiosity why are you doing it this yeah. way and if they say it's because we've how always done it yeah that's then, I mean then, then, then that's, you just yeah. walk away <laughs> that's in, that's unex, that, like that's not an excuse it's not like, acceptable no no that's that. that's a silly that's a, that would be a very silly mm, thing to say mm, <laughs> but always respect yourself I'd say with it and know yeah. where your boundaries are. Yeah, because you have to sleep at night. Yeah, because right? I said to one of the vets at this other practice, I said, you know, I'm not doing your anaesthetic for you unless you tube that cat for this operation. I said, I, I am not doing your anaesthetic. I said, mm. It's not right. Um, mm. She did end up tubing it because I said, I'm not going to do it, you mm. know. So you do have to stand up for yourself as much yeah. as you can, but being respectful as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is difficult. Um, the next one um, is choosing happiness in a practice over having good money. Well, I'm I'm almost sort of thinking about this at the minute. Not that I don't like vets now, but it's just you mm. you hear on the street, you know, on the street, um, on you the hear street. On, the, on the street about locums and what money they make. And I mean, a friend of mine's a locum; she's driving a freaking Range Rover. Like, I yeah. you know, I think I do. I, I have considered it. Uh, because I'm, you yeah. know, I listen to your podcast about, about locuming and I yeah. know locums make, yeah. you know, I'm sure they make more money than what I make, but I don't have to worry about taxes. I don't have to worry about the fact that like, if I need a few days off cause I've got the vid or whatever, mm. you know, they're going to pay me for that. Or if you get sick unexpectedly, like you know. with my chronic tonsillitis, um, or, you know, there's a lot of benefits to being a permanent, but that's not the question. I good think, practice versus good money. I think though, if you are really happy somewhere and you've got yeah. an amazing team, isn't mental health better? Than I think I'd choose that Surely. over the money. Yeah. I think if I if I found somewhere where I felt yeah. whole, um, and I've not really found a place really at the moment where I feel like I kind totally of accepted or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I think that. That, that's a lot with me as well that I need to understand myself more but at the same time I don't feel like I'm going to find that place either as sad as it sounds but um but yeah it's you know I think you need to weigh it up but definitely choose your happiness over money yeah any day. I think this in terms of not even being a vet when I was um when I was doing my first degree I was working 
just at a like a golf club country club we call them it's like a golf club and I was a waitress right and I I wasn't making a lot of money but we got we mm. got to use the pool on Mondays <laughs> and and we just like we just had a laugh like the team that was there the mm. other like the cooks the bartenders the bus boys and and then the other servers like me we just had a laugh like when we were setting tables at night and I remember my mom saying to me I was probably 19 20 at the time mm. again in in college my first degree and mm-hmm. my mom was like you you can get a job making two three dollars more an hour like why don't you look for it and I was like mom oh, I love this job I get the pool on it. Monday like it, I have so much fun it's only down the street from where I live like it was it was it was an easy decision for me but yeah you have to yeah maybe you do have to experience the bad and the good because Mm. experiencing the good makes you uh, experiencing the bad makes you experience the good makes you appreciate it better I'm just thinking this next question again it's more nursing I don't know if you want to skip that one or if you want to talk about that one Mm, I might briefly hit on this one so um had a lovely follower say that she's losing her confidence in her nurse clinics um and she says, I've been used to not doing face-to-face for so long, yet we can appreciate that. Um, yeah, okay. And okay. that, you know, right. clients are now present and she feels, um, you know, a bit worried and starts to shake um, mm. when she's doing nail clips in front of them. And I think it's for a bit of advice on that, really. And mm. I started doing my first face-to-face a few weeks ago and it did take me back a little bit, but I soon got kind of into my shell I think it is that we have had so long in the pandemic of not having clients in um, and we've got used to that because it's actually worked quite a bit. Um, I think it was hard to get used to, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and then now you've kind of now got we're to like, get we back don't want to go back it. into having clients. Yeah, in. yeah. You know, the nasty dogs are a lot less nasty when their mum's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the pigs with the nail clips, yeah. I've, I've had to sort of get back mm. into it. Um, and, I, you know, this guy that I saw for the first, my first sort of in face to face with mm. his cat I think I was like oh you're my first like face-to-face console in like two years this is so weird Mm. I I guess I find that I can get rid of my own nervousness by cracking jokes and that's just me or or even if I'm the only one laughing I quite like talking to clients if I'm honest yeah I do so Um, maybe we're not the best people to answer this but I think I think you just I think it's just just time and practice it's like anything isn't it like it's funny because we're trying to talk about dating and we're not even talking about dating anymore but that's fine but it's like with dating like you know, you just have to put yourself out there. Like, if you're nervous about online dating, just do it. Just meet at a coffee shop an hour and have your friend call you and pretend you're needed. Like, just just do it. Like, put yourself out there because, like, we're here. I'm mm. going to get deep now. She's getting we're, deep. We're getting deep. Like, look, we're here for a short amount of time. And yeah. life is so amazing. There's yeah. so many wonderful things to experience in life. And why not like sometimes you mm. you fuck up like, whatever like mm, mm, life mm. is so great just put yourself out there and sometimes clients they love coming to the vets they yeah they talk to someone i can't get like, some to leave right we get especially <laughs> the oldies that's the only oh, time they're don't. coming out of their house I, i've all got week. time i've got time oh, for them i love the oldies yeah i've got time for most people I actually do. um but especially the golden you oldies, rarely get really. like proper nasty people you really mm. honestly rarely get them and it you know, if, if you're feeling a bit nervous, like just, yeah. just remember that I tell my brother this, you know, because he worries about like his acne and stuff like that. And oh, bless. I'm sure everybody yeah. does, you know, especially mm. when he was younger. And I mm. said, Dan, like people, people are selfish. Like people care way more about how they look, what they're yeah. going through. It's like when you answer the phone, isn't they it? Have. They're probably more nervous yeah. ringing you and than you are answering their... the phone. I'm there going, of course. <laughs> yeah, and they're worried about their dying pet. People are yes. way more in their own head. They don't actually really care that much about what you look mm. like or what you're doing. Like, yeah, they just, just remember kind of want that to get if the you job are done, nervous, they? they might be nervous as well. So yeah, try yeah, to put no, it away. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that, interesting, I think actually. that was quite good. Yeah. Um, next one is being overwhelmed at work as there are too many cases <laughs> for the ratio of people that are working now this has been going wow. on since before the pandemic yeah. i think and this um, is exacerbated at vets now i think because you know yeah. the out of hours provider we have at derby we have 14 private practices and we have like the mm. whole of the derby pdsa clients to worry about so yes yeah look you are only one person if you're the vet if you're the nurse if you're the receptionist you are only one person and if that, person, if that person has to wait an hour mm. And if they're really kicking off, like, I, I don't know, that's their problem. You can you can talk to them and say, you know, 
it is going to be about an hour because we have this euthanasia going on and then we need to like look mm-hmm. at this dog that's been hit you know if you you don't obviously there's gdpr and all this sort of thing but you can people genuinely generally are quite empathetic and sympathetic and if you explain to someone yeah. like i know your dog is like limping but like you know this dog is is dying and we just need to make sure that it's a bit more stable um, before we call you in like just explain are quite yeah okay with that yeah and if some you know what if someone's mm. really kicking off, I have said before, like, look, if, if I was putting your dog to sleep, wouldn't you want me to take mm. an extra 20 minutes to sit with you? Yeah. And then yeah. people just, I mean, you can, you can say, you can say things to try to pull people around if they're yeah. really being horrible. Like, you know, because again, people are in their own heads, you know, mm. and they're worried about their animal and say, you know, yeah. your animal is important. Like, or I suppose, you know, mm. the nurses, they go out and they do a nurse triage. They're mm. looking at the dog, mm. it's mucous membrane color. How's it's breathing? Is it coughing? Like... Does it look mm. super dehydrated mm. and collapsed or whatever? You know, your nurses mm. are there to prioritize what yeah. things aren't going to wait that hour and what things are. And, you know, limping dog, I don't, I don't really, you know, <laughs> don't really care. That can wait an hour <laughs> or two, you know, my yeah. dog, my cat with pleural effusion, that needs sorting right now, you know. So you need to, mm. you need to learn to prioritize what's important and what can wait and yeah and sometimes you send them mm. to another branch like vets mm. now sometimes has branches within half an hour of each other and you know i know nottingham sent dogs to us or i had a rat once come mm. to me because mm-hmm. they were really busy and i was like yeah that's fine i'm you know i've only got like a 15 minute wait you've got a two hour wait yeah if they want to come here send mm. them here that's great you know there's yeah. there's options and talk mm. with your team mm. and if you have some like a head like we have district on call you know there's if you're really really getting bogged down but Mm. sometimes you just need to go to the bathroom and just sit on the toilet for five minutes and just pretend Ooh. you have a wee. Like, just sit on the toilet and have a, a quiet moment to yourself and, and maybe talk to yourself a That's little bit. That's one of say, my things with my autism, actually. Um, I often I often go to the loo, not to actually go onto the loo, <laughs> but to just sit and have a minute. Yeah. And I do that when I'm actually really anxious. I do it probably every half an hour. Yeah. Um, if I'm all right somewhere, I probably won't. But um, I know we're going off tangent. With that. <laughs> well, it's okay. I think it is important. It is an interesting thing in terms of have a breather when, you get when things get overwhelmed. Have yeah. a breather. Yeah. Um, there's probably not a lot that you can actually do about you know in general practice. There's not a lot you can do if there's so many cases. I mean, you can maybe flag it up to your management and say, you know, can we you are getting really stressed with yeah. this. There's too many cases. Yeah. You're booking in too many consults for how many I can do. Yeah. Um, and see if anything can be done um, about that really is what I'd I suppose say. like in, in general practice, like look down mm. the diary. If there's boosters, like fob mm. them off till tomorrow. Like that booster doesn't matter, yeah. you know, like in a GP yeah. place, like nail clip, come on. Prioritize, yeah. We've got a dog in DKA, like get everything over for tomorrow. Like you have a team, like there's rarely a point when you're by yourself. I did in my mm. own out of hours, but I had somebody on the phone, right? Like she was filtering the calls. I wasn't really alone. So you have your team and you need to rely on your team, like being a vet and being a nurse and being a Like it's all the team, like rely on your team and communicate with your team and try to, mm. try to just come up with a plan together. And, and communication is so important because like I say, we're not mind readers. No. And if you're stressed and that person doesn't really know, say, oh guys, I'm, I'm really feeling stressed about this, but like, let's do it. Like we got this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And I think you'd be a good one to answer this next question, actually. So, not feeling good enough as a nurse and always feel like I'm forgetting things. What do you yeah. think about that to start with? Like, not feeling good enough? What would yeah. you say to someone? I mean, I think who's feeling like that? surely every single person has felt this at some point in their life. Like, come on. Like, everybody feels this way. You, that isn't totally normal. You know, that is so like understandable and acceptable to feel that way Mm. you know you have a difficult case or Mm. like I don't know I had a dog with it had a caffeine tablet and it was tremoring so bad and we we got it sorted you know Mm. intralipid IV fluids midazolam you know Mm. whatever and I was talking about it with Mm. uh we do like case reviews I was talking about it with one of the one of the district vets and she was like oh did you think about giving it phenobar and I was like I didn't. <laughs> Why did I not think about that? That was so silly. I should have mm, given it mm. a That would have probably helped. Um, mm. So, but you're just learning. Like, we're all learning. We're all human. Mm. And, we, and we all make mistakes. I have made mistakes, you know. There, yeah. I, I remember a dog that I, I really thought hypothyroid was, was the answer. And it turns out it had... Um, pericardial effusion okay there, there's a bit more to the story though oh because oh. i don't know if i should say this but i will 
basically it was in the summer and the guy was wearing shorts without boxers and I just wanted him out of my consort room because I just oh. felt so awkward that this dude like oh. I could see a bit more than you want to see oh, right so I just okay. was like right I think that I was got hypothyroid I'm gonna do this blood test then you're gonna go I, I see where you go <laughs> right so look I've made mistakes mm. everybody's made I've missed oh, things God. yeah and you just have I don't to think you're human to, if you haven't yeah 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 and I think maybe that's realizing that even that vet yeah. that you really look up to yeah they've made mistakes of course you know yeah. so just remember that every single person around you is human that person that you inspire to be has made probably more mistakes than you can ever imagine yeah, yeah. because that's how they've gotten to be successful or wherever they want yep. to be yeah yeah you learn um, from you just learn um, from experience yeah i completely agree with that experiences um, can be bad exactly yeah. yeah so it's not always lovely things is it you know i think we've got to give and take and you know like i said we're human it's the same probably in the human sort of profession of medicine is that you know they probably make mistakes as well yeah, and i mean things um, die yeah that you know if if you just feel like you can go to bed and you can sit in bed and say you know what i, I feel like i've really mm. tried today and you know i've had some i think another thing as well is focus on the positives like because you're not just mm. seeing one case that night that shift mm. that day shift whatever you're seeing quite a lot of cases and unfortunately i think mm. it's a human thing to focus on the negative Oh, God, you know, if I've had a really, really good week, if one thing one happens, bad thing. one bad thing, that, that will be it. Yeah. That will be everything shadowed. But I yeah. try and do journaling now. Yeah. Because then I can look back and go, yeah. actually, I've not had a shit week. Yeah. It's that this one thing has just put you in this bad mood. Yeah. And that's all it is. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, remember your good cases. Remember your good experiences. Remember that time that you really saved that cat and, yeah. and the owner brought you a box of chocolates. Like, you know... Rem- remember the positives mm, mm. and just know that it's superhuman to, to yeah. make mistakes and and with a saying that she's forgetting wrong. things that's normally a sign of stress anyway so you're probably yeah. putting a lot of pressure on yourself you know you're not feeling you that you're good enough so you will forget things because you're not you know focused. You, you're not focused you're putting too much pressure on yourself yeah go home and have um, a gin and tonic mate that's what you need <laughs> that is the cure for don't be an alcoholic i'm sorry i should put like a we should put like a blurb in here about like no more than not sponsored five not sponsored yeah. <laughs> not by any i think it goes back to self-care doesn't it like if you've if you're starting to think mm. like you're getting nervous about going mm. into work like maybe talk to mm. somebody or, or have a really long bath you know like oh yes and sometimes you need a holiday don't you like especially during the covid just a break even if it's not abroad even if it's not doing anything yeah i think you need to have that time to sit back and try and know what you want just lounging on the sofa and just accept you know different parts of yourself and just explore like you know who you are a bit more and trying to you know be more more happy with yourself i think i suppose this is about again going maybe bringing this back to dating yeah, yeah you know when when you've maybe had a bad string of relationships like mm. I'm I'm mm. in my head a little bit about I think about the men that I've dated and I I, I think I have a bad picker <laughs> like I think I keep dating bad, bad dudes or like you don't know sometimes <laughs> until something happens and you're like god you're you're a freaking asshole like what mm. you know so then you start to lose confidence in yourself mm. with dating like why do I keep I Why do like I keep picking well. bad yeah. dudes? Is there something wrong with me? Like, what can I do to figure this out and become one, a better person, a better partner, but but two, mm. you know, have a better picker. Like, be aware of. Do, of do you think that takes a lot on. of learning about yourself? Though? Yes, it takes mm. massive self awareness, and I think mm. learning about like mm. different personality types. Um, you know, like your narcissists, your sociopaths, your type B personalities versus like your empaths or, mm. or maybe just really shy dudes. Like maybe this guy is just really shy and I need to give him a second date, you know, mm. like I, I'm trying to bring it back to maybe dating a little bit, but I've learned so much about date, like through dating, I've learned so much about myself and like people like psychology, I think like, yeah. and I, and I really have been able to put that forward to my vet career, you know, like being able to communicate with clients, maybe mm. my team members. Mm. I read this book. Um, and I would recommend everybody read this who's listening. Cause it, it, it pertains to your whole life, like every single aspect of life mm. and every single relationship that you have. It's called the five love languages. And they talk about the five ways that people show mm. and receive love. And that doesn't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend, husband and wife, you know, whatever it, it's working relationships, relationships with your parents, relationships with your siblings, Mm. relationships with Joe Schmo off the street. I mean, and it was just, 
he talks about, you know, this could, again could be a whole other podcast, but he talks about these five love languages and every single person, well, pretty much has a primary love language. So how they give and receive love. And if you can figure out, you know, I've got that coworker I'm not really getting on with and I feel like maybe they don't mm. like me or, or this guy you're dating or something, figure out and maybe think about what their primary love language is and feed into that. So if someone mm. really likes, if somebody's primary love language is, um, receiving gifts like go get them a box of chocolates like who cares what make them just give a little i think cup of tea is partly gift but also acts of service because you've taken time out of your day to make that cup of tea and bring it to them because yeah anyway i think that's a bit of an act of service but that's a whole other other thing so you can you can Mm. learn about dating and shoot it into your working life i think Mm. anyway i've i really think i've it's just trying know, to understand people better, isn't it? I yeah. Think. yeah. 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 No, I get that. Because we're all people. We're working with people. The people mm. own dogs. Mm. You're reporting mm. to people. You know, the other people are reading your notes. It's it's all people. Like, yeah, you can like animals. Great. Like, I actually don't really care if vets like animals. Like, it doesn't actually matter at all. What matters mm. is that you can communicate with people. And you like people. Yes. You like having those sort of conversations because you need to get info out of your client. Got you. They need to trust your, what you're doing. And it's all relationships, really, isn't it? Yes, it mm. is. Interesting little twist of Yeah, podcast. very good. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So we're going to do the last one now. Okay. Um, so this is a bit of a long-ish question, really. Um, I am an animal care assistant and wanting to become a student vet nurse. There are many ACAs, so that's animal care assistants, for if people don't know what that means, um, at my practice with only two slots of them to become an SVN per year. There are some that have been there longer. I don't want to step on their toes. Whilst getting excited about applying to become an SVN, I've seen a lot of people struggling and leaving the profession, which worries me in thinking I've made the wrong decision and I'm only five months in. Can I have your take regarding the struggles facing students? I mean, I think I'll start Mm. maybe first with... Don't worry about if you're stepping on someone's toes. Because Be it, selfish. Don't be, worry about anybody yes, else. Because if you want it, whatever. you go for it. I mean, some animal care assistants, they just want to be yeah. animal care assistants. Yeah. And that is absolutely Don't fine. Anything. You know, you know, someone wants to be a receptionist, they can just be a receptionist. Yeah. You know, whatever floats the boat, really. So I think just go for it, you know. And if you didn't get picked, you try again. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing. So that's the first part I'd probably go with. Um and then I think you are right, there are a lot of people that are leaving the profession, but this has been something that's been going on for such a long time. Um, sometimes it doesn't work for people. They they go into profession and they get tied down and they just end up not loving it anymore and it's it just doesn't fit them anymore and they might go on a different path. They might stay in the profession and do something a bit different. But I think, you know, with you only being five months in, I'd give it a bit more time because you probably will come across amazing things and reasons why you want to become a nurse really um and i guess that can be the same for you know student vets as well oh, yeah. um because they they probably see things and think oh god what have i got myself into <laughs> um but then it's all about you know at the end of the day what what you want to do and how the values fit you and the job and everything like that so that's kind of my take on it. I'd mm. say try not to worry too much. Um, I always think they should probably mention at universities and colleges that your mental health is so important. Um, I feel like they don't talk about it enough, um, really. Well, they do, but they don't actually really mean it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they I do seminars sometimes. and then just tell you to get on with it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think it, you just need to start being mindful and self-aware. Yeah, and um, I, yeah. I, I think don't... You, you cannot worry about the future like look what's mm. happening right now in the world with covid and wars and all this sort of thing and mm. sometimes I find myself worrying a little bit about mm. <laughs> like Chernobyl I mean I don't know anyway don't get me don't started, worry about the future though. because if you're worried about the future you're only upsetting yourself mm. you, you, you just can worry about today don't even worry about the past you know don't worry about the past don't worry about the future worry mm. about today mm. and don't worry about, don't, maybe I'm a bit selfish, but I think you need to be selfish. Like, don't worry about what other people think mm. because if you apply and you don't get it, that's it. fine. If you apply mm. and they actually want you more than that person that's been there years, then they want you. Like, mm. you need to look after yourself and that's part of self-care and mental health as well as looking after yourself. 
feel like maybe I was going to say something else. Don't in terms mm. of me being a student, mm. I rem- yeah, I think I think the point is when you're a student, you are there to learn, and you can always stop. Like vet, the vet yeah. course is a lot longer. Like I did eight years of university, wow. but I started seeing practice before I went to uni so that I knew uh, that was what I wanted to do. You knew so what to expect. So this person is doing that. They're seeing yeah. practice. They're just working as an ACA. So, you know, you have to see practice and see like, you know, if you start working as an ACA and you faint at the sight of blood, like, I'm sorry, you ain't going to be a nurse. Like you, you need to learn these mm. things as soon as you can before you start sort of wasting money on a yeah. course maybe. But also if, yeah. you know, there was a, there was a few people in my year that throughout the f- I did four years at RVC because I did an accelerated course but if I so in those four years there there were a good few that started mm. and didn't finish and that's fine you know they yeah. realized that maybe this is we, what we they well. wanted to do mm. or or actually maybe there was a couple girls that just took a year or two break and which came back fine. to it which is fine mm. like you know in terms of I never thought I'd be single at 32 and I've just had a bad I don't know bad picker bad string of dating but mm. at the same time you know, I've worked really hard to be a vet and I'm really proud of where I've come and uh. I've worked <laughs> deep. Uh, and I think you should be as well. You know, if you, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Mm. Like, you know, you, learning, learning is so wonderful and you learn all these amazing things that are available to the nursing and the vet world. It's just so interesting. Uh. I find it so interesting anyway, but yeah, don't worry about the future. Like we need to, we need to be telling ourselves that at the minute, mm. don't we? Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's rounded that off beautifully. Mm. Um, is there anything else that you want to say or are you quite happy with I think so I mean I think um you know just just remember that we're all we're all human and Mm. we're all I think generally and genuinely we all are trying our best I mean maybe there's the few narcs that are just horrible people but you know in terms of being a vet being a nurse working in the veterinary profession yeah it it can be tough Mm. um I find myself like I need to use my holiday like I need to either go away or just sit on the sofa for like a few days or a week or something mm-hmm. I, you know I just went on I just went to Aruba for 10 days and it was Aruba. just so nice to get out of the country and actually Aww. my emails didn't work when I was in the Caribbean which Brilliant. was the best thing ever I'm, I'm sorry if there's any vets now staff listening but yeah I could not <laughs> access my emails and I was so pleased about it because I bet it they're just, going really why hasn't she responded to emails well they didn't work so there oh, you go. No, holidays next on my mission. Actually. Yeah, and even if mm. we can't get out of the country, you know, oh God, the mm. the COVID testing protocols. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't cry like at least three times on the way there. Like it was mm. awful, so stressful. So if you want to just take time to just sit in mm. in the bath, sit on the sofa, like it, we've said it quite a few times, haven't we? But mm. we just can't mm. get it across. Like being a vet, being a nurse is tough. Mm, animals mm, die mm. every day it's a hard profession yeah and really you see hard. puppies dying and you see adult dogs that and cats and mm. you know I still do cry every now and again I always cry with drowning cats every single time mm. um that's heart failure sorry that's drowning from the inside not like they fell in a pool drowning from the inside just makes me cry every time because you know you can't yeah. do a huge amount yeah. for heart failure so you mm. know I'm okay with that you know I know I'm human and I know I do. I, I know I'm trying my best. and You do a fab job. Oh, you stop it. But you again, everybody it. makes mistakes and we're all learning and we're all just trying. So don't, don't, don't be, what's the song? Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, defo. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing to talk mm. about though. Um, well, I've absolutely loved this episode. Um, I've absolutely loved talking to you, Angela. So. Well, I've really loved being here, and thank you so much for having me and hearing my jargon. <laughs> oh, no, we love it. No, well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye!